Hi, and welcome to Make Me a Medic. We are a group of high school students from the UK who are desperate to be doctors. Join us on our journey to medicine. In this week's episode, we're going to be discussing the COVID vaccines and how to motivate yourself now that most of us are in lockdown. London has now moved from tier two to tier four in a week, which is a bit shocking. It's also disappointing that we won't be able to see family or do anything for Christmas, but it's clearly necessary. All we can really do is keep ourselves busy. Wow, that's quite a surprise. In my area, we are still in tier two and well, life is fairly normal or as normal as it can be in 2020. I don't know about you guys, but here we're going to be able to meet with up to two households and they can actually be from different areas, but they can't be from tier four. And well, that's going to be for Christmas Day and we can meet up in homes, we can meet in gardens, places of worship. So basically we are creating a Christmas bubble and well, obviously the government does recommend it to be as small as possible. And I do believe it's quite reasonable as we are all responsible for taking clear steps to prevent catching and spreading the virus. Well, here in Birmingham, We are still in tier three, meaning that pubs and restaurants will remain shut, except for takeaway. And when meeting friends and family, it has to be a maximum of six in some outdoor public spaces, like parks or public gardens. However, the good news is that we will be allowed to form a festive bubble from December 23rd to 27, where up to three households will be allowed to mix. This is great, but please carry on taking safety precautions and stay safe during this festive season. Well, here in Scotland, the entire five-day Christmas bubble idea has been scrapped. And now only in December 25th, so Christmas Day, we're allowed to form a bubble with one other family with a maximum of eight people. The day after, however, the entirety of Scotland goes into level four restrictions for three weeks, which, I mean, isn't that exciting? Um... I'm in East Renfrewshire, where we are in level three, which means we can't meet anyone outside of our household inside and outside we can meet with one other household of up to six people. However, if you're between the ages of 12 to 17, we can meet in groups of six, but without the household limit. Additionally, anyone in level three or four, like I am, can travel outside of their area, so we do have police monitoring where people are going on public transport. Um, To be honest, we've been in level 3 for a while, other than the new Christmas restrictions, things haven't really changed, but it is definitely difficult not being able to meet friends inside to watch Christmas movies, go to pantomimes and markets, but, you know, this is necessary and we should follow the restrictions to keep everyone safe. Um, Of course, these are just the restrictions that we're in. Um, Go have a look on the official government website, um, type in your postal code and check what restrictions apply to you in your area. It can be difficult though to work at home and to stay positive. For example, I've already had to isolate twice this month. I haven't seen my friends since October and it's hard accepting that Christmas has now been cancelled. As 16 and 17 year olds, it feels sad to be spending the most fun years of our lives sitting in our bedrooms. And many people are dealing with much, much worse right now. So let's discuss how we can keep busy, stay motivated and maintain a good work ethic. I've been doing online school which is nice because I get to hear my school friends and still can ask the teacher questions. I get up at the same time every morning and make sure to go on a walk for exercise daily. To stay in contact with friends, I call them every day and I make sure to check in on how they're doing. The most important thing is to make sure you stay happy and comfortable. Overthinking and stressing is much easier when you're alone, 
but as long as you talk to someone, it can be more manageable. I'm sorry to hear that, Lily. It does sound strange that some people haven't been able to interact and have social contact with others. Me, personally, I'm very thankful that in my area, school hasn't been transferred online and I haven't had to isolate. Because honestly, I don't know what I would do trying to keep a good work balance and just be motivated without feeling stressed all the time. And I have mentioned work-life balance and I think it's very important because it just prevents that we get very stressed and just burn out from schoolwork even if we don't get too much. And I think we've all had to balance our work Definitely this past year and everybody has done it differently. So just remember that just because some techniques have worked for some people, it doesn't mean that it will work for you. Refining a balance is a personal experience. Yes, I totally agree. And I just want to add that during these uncertain times, it's just totally normal to get behind at work and sometimes lose motivation. Just take a day off and do something you enjoy. Something that helps me get back on top of things is listing out things I need to do and why. Not only does this make me see how much I need to do and make me feel less overwhelmed, but it also gives me motivation to start doing work as I remember why I need to do it. Doing to-do lists also adds a schedule to the day, which I feel is something I lost due to the pandemic. While studying, I also make sure to take breaks and not drain myself. I get that. It's been quite hard for me too, and I still see people worrying about how to get motivated. So, for you who need them, we have some top tips that could help. So first, remember to plan ahead and be organised. It's important to stick to a routine, and schedules help create boundaries so you don't work too much or too little. You also need to remember to exercise and make the most out of your outdoor allowance. I know everybody says this, but exercise does lift your mood and helps with mental health, like anxiety and depression. You should also think of relaxing and treating yourselves during the weekend because it is very important to prioritise your mental health. So here we are going to be doing online school for a week after Christmas. And you know, that is difficult given that we have prelims coming up very soon. And exams have been cancelled, so the prelims are worth a lot. Um, I like scheduling breaks into my study timetable so that I don't burn out in the middle of a study session. And there are days where I will just take the entire day off and go, you know, bake cookies or go out with my friends. Um, I mean, depending on your restrictions, you may or may not be able to do that. But, you know, just taking time to do fun holiday Christmassy things um, is really important. Don't burn yourself out and then regret it because you've not been able to do anything over the holidays. Yes, studying is important and your grades are important, but ultimately they're not worth sacrificing your mental health. And remember, you know, you aren't alone. Everyone's dealing with this. Everyone is struggling. But ultimately, as long as you manage your time well, plan out everything you want to get done. Don't put too much pressure on yourself to, you know, do absolutely everything and still remember to have fun and do whatever it is you do over the holidays, whether, you know, celebrating Christmas or just spending time with your family. Just make sure you do that as well and you'll be fine. But hopefully 
it won't stay like this forever. The government has approved and are administrating a vaccine, and this eventually will provide herd immunity for the UK. So that things can return back to normal, or whatever normal will be in the future. So what are the vaccines and who is making them? So UK hospitals have now started giving people the first doses of the Pfizer slash BioNTech coronavirus vaccine, which means that the UK's mass vaccination programme is officially underway. So this is really exciting news as it means that people all around the country will now receive thousands of doses of the Pfizer vaccine against COVID-19 by the end of the year. So at the time of recording, Pfizer is the only vaccine approved by the UK. However, there are a few others which are awaiting approval, such as the Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine. Pfizer and BioNTech reported final trial results on November 18th, which showed its vaccine was 95% effective in preventing COVID-19, with no major safety concerns. The vaccine is being produced in BioNTech's German manufacturing sites, as well as in Pfizer's manufacturing site in Belgium for European countries. The companies reached an agreement in November to supply 200 million doses of their vaccine. Britain has already ordered 40 million doses, meaning 20 million people can be vaccinated, as two doses need to be given. The new vaccine developed by Pfizer is actually really interesting. It's a mRNA, so messenger RNA vaccine. Conventional vaccines are produced using weakened forms of the virus. However, mRNA vaccines use only the virus's genetic code. So the vaccine is injected into the body where it enters cells and tells them to create antigens. The antigens are then recognised by the immune system and prepared to fight coronavirus. But how do we know if the vaccine is safe? It's quite simple, really. The principle is to start small and you only move to the next stage of testing if there are no outstanding safety concerns, like risky and very dangerous side effects, for example. Current COVID vaccines are able to be tested much quicker just because there's enough founding and there's pressure to develop a vaccine very fast. And obviously the competition between companies to make the best and quicker vaccine. So it does seem to be quite safe. For example, double-blind trials are commonly used in vaccine testing. Half the participants are given the vaccine and the other half will be given a dummy or placebo jab. The researchers and participants are not told which group is which until after the results have been analysed to avoid bias. And then all the working findings are checked and verified independently. The code vaccine trials have happened at breakneck speed, but they haven't skipped any steps. The Oxford-AstraZeneca COVID vaccine trial was voluntarily put on hold at one stage to investigate why one participant out of many thousands had died. It restarted once it was clear that it was not related to the vaccine. So, has there been any side effects to the Pfizer vaccine since it has been given to the public? Well, there were no serious adverse reactions discovered during the trial of the Pfizer vaccine. As a precaution, it says people with a history of significant allergic reactions should not currently have this vaccine. However, because two out of thousands had allergic reactions. But they are now recovering well, and this was not too much of a worry. Be sure to watch out for anti-vaccine stories online or on social media. So, finally, who will receive it first? Well, the first people vaccinated will be over 80s and workers in care homes, obviously NHS staff and the vaccinators themselves. 
And as soon as there's a bit more clarity on how smaller batches can be transported safely, care home residents will be next on the list. And then out of the nine priority groups, those age 50 to 54 are at the bottom of the list currently. Um, there will also be a second phase, though, which will offer the vaccine to other groups in the population. And this will be delivered in hospitals and then through GPs and care homes, as well as go to vaccination centres. There will be set up in venues such as sports halls. However... There are some logistical challenges that need to be overcome, such as the specific temperature that the vaccine needs to be kept during transportation and the jab must be thought before it is given to a patient. Though it can be stored in a normal fridge for a few days before it's been used. This is why distribution is actually quite difficult in hotter and developing countries where they may not have enough facilities for distribution. And this is why we do need a quite large and different range of vaccines so they can work for all populations and have the best possible outcomes. So, we talked about the effects of the vaccine, the trials which have been done to prove that it's safe and who will get it when. So... Why is it important that as many people as possible get the vaccine? I mean, many people say, oh, well, the virus has a 99% survival rate. Why should I bother with the vaccine? Well, I mean, yeah, for healthy people, the rate of mortality is pretty low. However, it is still 10 times that of the flu. Besides, the damage COVID-19 can do to your internal organs and the potential chronic illnesses, which come as a result of the virus, aren't, you know, a small fact you can just kind of ignore. COVID-19 has been linked to autoimmune conditions, heart diseases and many other illnesses which can really impact your quality of life. Additionally, people with autoimmune conditions, respiratory problems, elderly individuals and plenty of other chronic illnesses are disproportionately at risk. Just because you don't suffer from an illness putting you at risk doesn't give you the right to say, oh well, you know, let's just let them die, I don't care. That is really disgusting. We need to recognise that the reason for getting this vaccine isn't just for you, it's also to protect other people who may not be able to get the vaccine or are more at risk. Yeah, exactly. We need the vaccine so that life can start returning to normal. It'll be nice to hug our grandparents without worrying that it'll kill them. We clearly need the vaccine to achieve herd immunity so that we can all go back to the lives we had a year ago, or something similar anyways. So, with that in mind, our ethical question for this week is... Should vaccines be made compulsory? Leave your answers on our Instagram post and keep in mind the four pillars of medical ethics. We'll discuss the answer next week, so stay tuned. We've discussed how to motivate yourself to keep working while isolated and away from school, as well as the vaccine and how it's going to be rolled out across the UK. We do strongly encourage you to go and research the vaccines yourself. Um, however, do make sure to use reliable sources. And remember, if you are applying to medicine within the next few years, questions about the COVID vaccine will likely come up at interviews. So you really want to be educated and informed about them. We hope that you guys have found this podcast helpful and informative, and we do look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Make Me a Medic Podcast and share us with other expiring medics. 
Join us next week for another exciting episode.